Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? I'm K Cartoon. Marx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, with our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. Like always, you can check us out at audioapesmusic.com. That's the roadmap that you need for everything us, our music, our podcasts, our videos, everything follow us on twitter at audio apes follow us on twitter at hanging with apes remember audio apes is the music brand hanging with apes is the podcast go to youtube check out our music videos they're amazing they are they are so uh just diving right into it dave Chappelle's is comedy, back he is his comedy specials on netflix a lot of traction a lot of people talking about it a lot of people tweeting about it what Dude, do you think what did, what did just there, there was just so many people texting about it texting me about it um, some of the guys were like, hey, you guys want to play Battlefield? And we're all like, no, we're watching Dave Chappelle. What's wrong with you? He has two stand-up specials. Amazing. Which it, one was your favorite? Yeah, I, I'm surprised people are even driving in the streets right now. Yeah. Why are people going anywhere without having having watched this? Um, the first one, I like the first one better. Okay. Uh, a little bit more well-rounded, in my opinion. Um, bold statement, but I'm going to say it. His best stand-up ever, in my opinion. Like, best stand-up ever filmed, you know. And, and I've seen all of them. Like, the whole Killing Me Softly, you know, from his oh, yeah. earlier days, all of that stuff. In my opinion, this was his best one. He's had quite a few classics, but I would have to agree with you on this. Um, the fact that he's been away for so long, it just had a little bit more wisdom in it and the same amount of humor. So, and I saw him live, what was it, uh like in the fall. And when I saw him live, he was kind of like, he had a little bit of both of the specials, but it mm-hmm. wasn't as, as uh, crisp as it was for these 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 two. So um, I would have to say that the first one was definitely a five. I might even say the second one was a five, although I, I would agree the first one was better. But um, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad that uh, like his approach hasn't changed. It's 2017. I mean, by the t- you know the time that he left, it was a different you America. Could, you it could seems get like away with a lot of the stuff that he says. Exactly. Now, not so much, but I don't know. It, it seems like for the most part, people are pretty excited that he's back. Yeah. And and that kind of strikes me as a little bit odd because obviously I'm very glad he's back. You're very glad he's back. You enjoy the the, the comedy as well as I do. But, like, I was looking, you know, like, on Instagram and on on Twitter, and I saw a lot of people that I saw sort of, you know, making a lot of political statements, you know, throughout the the whole presidential campaign. Yeah. That are happy that he's back. And it's sort of weird to me that they would be happy that he's back because of some of the stuff that I know that they stand for and believe and... They're sort of, you know, I know these people to be cultural Marxists. So, you know, there's yeah. those certain things, you know, in terms of being offensive and, and wanting to censor people that they believe in. And so, you know, this guy who is just going to say whatever's on his mind, the fact that they're excited, he's back. It, it, it strikes me as a little, little bit as odd. So I wonder if they're just, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. I think so. I think so. And I also think that... um or or maybe they genuinely like Chappelle, yeah. but they were jumping on the bandwagon before when it came to the presidential stuff. 
That's true, but then people, they tend to be biased, you know, about what they, you know, if you agree with it, of course, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's amazing. But even then, like, he he was saying some, like, pretty crazy shit, <laughs> like, right. what he, he was, was talking about. He was saying stuff, he yeah. was saying stuff that, with the OJ that they didn't, they didn't want <laughs> the president to become president for, like, he yeah. was saying, like, that degree of stuff, you know, yeah. actually worse stuff, probably, and... You know what I'm saying? They didn't. They don't seem to have a problem with it. So it it does strike me as a little bit hypocritical. I do think it's good. I I think it's great. I think um, the stuff he was saying. You know, like I was just mentioning the O.J. Simpson when he's like, well, you know, he was with his now slain wife. Like, and everyone was like, oh, and then right away he's like, y'all motherfuckers need to man the fuck up to make it. At, you know, towards the end of this show, and I felt like that was good. That was good. He was sticking to what you know what he does. He didn't switch up. Um, most most people, like you said, they fucked with it. Surprisingly, uh, it, it wasn't as much of a backlash. There was one article I read. What was it from? Um, the Charlotte Observer. Um, they were talking about how like the LGBTQ community. I wonder if they're gonna add even more letters to it in the future. Uh, they didn't like the transgender jokes, and I was like. Yes, <laughs> I'm happy. So there's still people that are upset because that's that's kind of like to an extent. Sometimes the re- the reaction you want from from guys like him, um, you know, or people reacting towards things that guys like him will say, because that's what you need. Sometimes you need kind of like that in your face. We were talking about last outrage, episode. Yeah. yeah, the you you need the the outrage, and um, and I feel that. Even even he was talking about how like now people just kind of like with technology and everything, it's like they're like immune to, to certain things, and like how back then they kind of used to be a little bit more more outraged. I don't feel like that. I feel like now people get more outraged about things. Well, not so much that they get outraged; they pretend to be outraged about the stuff. Right. It like gives you more leeway, but in reality, people really don't give a shit. Kind of like the same in the same lines that uh, Gerard Carmichael. Was was threading with his uh, stand up, which was where he's like when it came to like you yeah. know endangered species yeah, and, and, and uh, you know uh, climate uh, <laughs> climate change and stuff yeah like oh is it really that dire like he's like fuck my grandkids it's like <laughs> fuck them I only care about my but the point of of that being said is what he was saying is people really don't care right and I think there's a lot of people that don't necessarily know how to dissect a joke and find the deeper meaning behind what's being said. And in a lot of ways, a lot of times, these comedians, they're really expressing like who they are as people, but they want to do it in a manner that you're going to accept. And how they do that is by making you laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and like, for instance, like when he said, when he said, uh, there, that one joke, I don't, I can't quite remember if it was the first one or the second special where he talks about being at that party and, you know, there was a tranny there and the tranny's wearing the dress. Oh, the second one. I found that, I found that, um, that particular one, well, that particular joke kind of interesting <laughs> because I put myself in that position, like as him in that party or in, in, you know, a function like such as that. And that kind of would have been how I would have went about things. For instance, it's like, okay, this person's high and, you know, 
they look bad. You, like like to the point where they need medical attention. Yeah. So as a human being, like you're concerned for them. But so it's like you approach it like, hey, he doesn't look good. And then, you know, how he mentions the gay friend is like she, you know, it, all rather, offended rather than like, you know, like understanding the gravity of the situation. Like this person needs help. You're you're still concerned with being, you know, like using the proper pronouns and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. which is not important at this point because your friend's dying. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, how he goes on to say, well, she doesn't look good. I think she needs an ambulance. And her dick is coming out of her dress. <laughs> like, like that was, Shit kills me. And, and, and so in, in that moment, in, if I, you know, I put myself in his shoes, I would have probably been thinking the same thing. I don't know if I would have necessarily said the same thing, but yeah. I would have been thinking the same thing. Like, Hey, I'm trying to help this person. Now you want to like snap me back to, to, to whatever like false, you know, reality you're living in. So if we're going to play that game, then I'm going to play, I'll play that game, but then just know that there's some commentary to go along with it. Yeah. And, and, and I felt like he, he embodied maybe, and not just me, I'm sure a lot of people would, would feel like that. Like, dude, listen, I could tell that's a man. Now this pronoun thing, we could, you know how he said, we could have a philosophical, we don't have time to have a philosophical discussion. He's like, yeah. we, you know, we could have that at another time. If we want to have that discussion, we could have it, but like. Let's not even bring that into this. Let's get this man some help. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of that round table that Ben Shapiro was in with the transgender dude. Yeah, exactly. It, it reminded me a lot about that, but like the humorous version. Um, and pretty much the Ben Shapiro, he's like a political commentator, conservative you political know, commentator. You know, it's crazy that you, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. you know what, what's interesting? You said that like I, I didn't, I, I didn't like connect the two, but that was like a perfect, example that was the exact thing that ben shapiro went through this was like the humorous version of that yeah like if you could make what ben shapiro went through funny this was it yeah yeah and, and it was funny because like i remember when when they were talking to him like uh because it was a show you know and obviously there's commercial breaks on this show and then like the like the other dude uh, that was with the transgender. Well, he wasn't with the trans. He was just like one of the, I guess, the guests. Yeah, he's panel, like, yeah. don't worry. Don't let him get you down. He's probably racist. You know, <laughs> and it's like, like that. How, how do you even connect the two? I'm just saying it's a dude. You know, he's gay. It's fine. If he wants to live his life the way he wants to live it. I'm just saying that's how I look at it, you know? And exactly what I feel like Dave Chappelle has stayed himself all these years. And, and that's what, what I'm happy about. And, and it's crazy because, like, if you start thinking about it, actually one of the Twitter, because um, I told you about that one, like, people were kind of mad about the whole LGBTQ comments and all that stuff. And and there was this one dude who said that he felt really offended about that. And then another guy was like, well, I don't like a Dave Chappelle that has to explain himself every single joke. Like, you know, that wouldn't be funny. Right. That would actually be kind of kind of weak. And then, and then someone else said, well, Richard Pryor wasn't offensive and he was still funny. And then some other motherfucker said, uh, well, Richard Pryor isn't funny. I don't know if they're talking about the, like, what, is there two, like, Richard Pryors? Or, because he was funny, and he was pretty offensive, and it was good. And that's what comedy, you know, that's the type of comedy that Richard Pryor did. Actually, just like you said, we were just talking about it before we started podcasting. You said um, Dave Chappelle, you know, Chris Rock, um, Eddie Murphy, they are cut from Richard Pryor's cloth. They're yeah. not, you know, they might, 
because even in, in the stand-up, you, you see Dave Chappelle, he's talking about the Bill Cosby rape allegations, which was hilarious. But um, And you could tell that he looked up to him, but his comedy style just isn't the same as Bill Cosby's. And even he said it, he's like, he's like, because and I knew about this when when he's talking about how Bill Cosby had a psychologist to to help him with the show, so there would be n- never be you know, like a negative, negative light imagery of of black American family. Yeah, yeah and and w- which which was badass. And then he's like, you know, I wouldn't have done that shit. <laughs> and it was funny; everyone started laughing, right? Because you automatically associate like what he's saying to his show, yeah, which was which was full of it. But you know, in in a way, he, he's cr- kind of cracking a joke on himself. Like I didn't yeah. go to that extent, you know, because I was showing, you know, m- m- my reality, you know, like what I, you know, the things, the things that I, that I was, I was exposed to. But that's kind of like what what we did with our time with Faba Funny, uh, which if you guys didn't know, like you know, we we're on a hiatus. I don't want to say that we don't do it anymore, but like we we've been taking we a quit. break, but we, we did sketch comedy. It's, you know, fabofunny.com. You could catch all the ch- sketches there, or you could go to our YouTube channel, YouTube slash fabofunny. And, you know, there's a bunch of sketches oh. that we wrote, directed, acted in pretty much all in-house stuff. Like we, we did it. We must warn you on this some, foul on some Chappelle show shit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, in in that like when we did that if you noticed a lot of the stuff that like we wrote and directed it was correlated to some extent to our reality but we just made it funny like bums on the street acting wild crackheads prostitutes like all this stuff that like we were around drug addicts then then when you know when we did the the STD singles sketch and then you know the, the the, I had people who said that they were really offended, right? About and that, then, you know, and then, especially the 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 last part where it's like, and and uh, if, <laughs> well, I, if you're into the more experimental side of things, you could hire a Mexican immigrant who would do just about <laughs> anything for money. And you know, then Eric is up, you know, on there portraying a Mexican immigrant that doesn't know English and whatnot. Yeah. My mom was pissed at me for that one. I was like, mom. <laughs> You know, but it's humorous. That's the that was that was our reality, and I yeah. feel like now, especially with you know all this build the wall shit, now probably people would be even more outraged by something yeah. like that. But that's that's our reality. That's you know what I'm saying, and we're you know we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah, we're we're talking about it, and we're expressing like how we feel about it. And I felt like there was something else he did very telling. In the stand-up, when he's talking about Bill Cosby, you could tell that with certain things that he said, kind of along the same lines, along the same lines as what we've said before, yeah. is that you know we're not sure. Like they're they're all. I, I like how he. I like how, yeah, I like how he he takes that extra step to say they're allegations, and then how he mentions you know how eight hours of sleep always followed these these quote-unquote rapes you know what i'm saying like, that's 400 hours of sleep you know it takes 64 hours to become a fucking uh, pilot yeah. or something like that you know and you know so it's his way of saying without like like just straight up vocally saying i don't think he did it i don't think he raped them it looks bad it's but, like it's yeah. like if you if you dissect what he's saying he's saying that i don't necessarily think that he did it it looks bad sure you know all these allegations but i have my doubts yeah, and, and and it was actually pretty uh, touching because like I felt during the Bill Cosby situation, people just like automatically like shut the door on him. 
and completely quick. forgot and everything he's done for his community. Yeah, fast. I mean, there was colleges that he was just funding certain you know, you know certain things for. As for as much as I respect Charlemagne the God, I was actually like pretty surprised that he shut the door on Bill Cosby so quick. Because I, I don't know if like you had been listening to his podcast in that time frame, but they were talking a lot about it on the podcast. And, and he shut the door on him pretty quick. Or at least that's what what I interpreted from what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt the same way. But I, I don't know. I, I feel, you know, I'm not here to say what's right, what's wrong. And obviously if he did rape, uh, what was it, 50, 54 yeah. <laughs> women? If if he did indeed do that, that's terrible. Right, but then, absolutely. But we're, yeah. what we're saying here is that the, the allegations... You know what I'm saying? And and some of these stories that are accompanying these allegations and some of the facts that are accompanying these allegations are not Concrete. correlating with rape. It's yeah. correlating more so with like regretful decisions, drug abuse. You know what I'm saying? Shit I like want to say Eddie Griffin, uh, the comedian, he had like a real... Oh, yeah. I think some it was like real on, ass... on Vlad TV or yeah. something on, on YouTube, right? Yeah. And he had some real ass shit to say about that. And I was like, you know, a lot of people should should hear him out because he was like, you know, it was the 70s. He's like, it was the 70s. He's like, when you went into a party, you went in there and it was like piles of cocaine and everyone had like a little chain with a spoon on it. He's like, and what are you doing hanging around with a married man and like knowing that in you're doing hotel. all these drugs? Yeah. So I feel that people also don't look at like the the reality of it that, that you know, come on, l- look at that. Like you're with a married man, you're consuming drugs, you know, and at that point, like Bill Cosby was huge. He was on his way up, you know? He was up. Um come on. I wasn't born he was yesterday. Like, he was like what Kevin Hart is today. Like, yeah, that, exactly. Like that big. Yeah, that huge. So, you know, like I said, I don't know all the details, but what I am saying is I'm I wasn't quick to shutting the door on him. Shit, I'm not having even shut the door on him now because I've seen all the great stuff he's done just in general. And and again, if tomorrow they were to say, well, yeah, we found out it was true, he has admitted to it or whatever, then it's a, a different story. But, again, at the end of the day, it's allegations. And that's one thing that that was funny because he had said a joke before that about raping and saving. Yeah. And then, like, how he ended it, I thought it was it was funny. And I felt that it was, at least for me and how I felt about the situation, pretty heartfelt um, because of, you know, again, he, he was quick to say all this, the, you know, he was quick to make fun of the fact that, you know, he's like, it looks bad. It looks pretty bad, uh, Bill. But he's like, but you have to remember that not only did he, you know, help all these students, not just the ones he raped. <laughs> he's like, all these other students with, you know, moving forward in, in, in college and getting a degree. He's like, he he did this, he did that, and he did this. And that's something that I felt that as as recent as as that happened. So, like, let's say that shit happened yesterday. People literally, oh, I can't believe he's he did that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Without considering like, hey, this guy's a good man. Let's see where this leads you. So, so, so that was that was cool. I, I, you know, like I said, I respect his his approach on it. I, you know, the thing with the Bill Cosby situation that I've said early on, and I think kind of led to to how bad things got, was that he was never more open about some of his, you know, less favorable transgressions. I think when it came down to, you know, how he conducted himself. So, because he always 
you know, had the presentation of a, you know, I'm the wholesome Dr. Huxtable. I'm the, the clean guy. Yeah. And so when all of these allegations started coming out, I think if he would have took the whole Eminem eight mile approach where it's like, <laughs> I'm going to like tell you about myself. I'm going to tell you, you know, some of the not so complimentary things about myself, but in turn, you're not going to be able to use these things against me. Such as, yes, you know what? I cheated on my wife. Yes, you know what? I was out here bogus. I was doing drugs and all of this stuff, sleeping with all kind of women. You know, I'm ashamed of it. I've had time to reflect, yada, yada, yada. But I didn't rape anybody. You know what I'm saying? I think a whole bunch of people would have been like, you know what? He's not a perfect man, but I believe him. Yeah. You know, but I think... He wanted to like hold on too much to that 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 appearance. And and that's kind of and I think too, that's probably why people shut the door on him so quick, is because, you know, people tend to jump from one extreme to the other. So yeah. it was like, oh, clean Mr. Huxtable, fucking uh, Jason mask wearing rapist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he helped OJ. You know, like it, they <laughs> jump from one extreme to the other. Whereas, you know, not realizing that there's a gray area and this is probably, you know, where he's at. Yeah. Um, because and, he's human. And, and and because, you know, growing up, we've been exposed to so much. Um, we're able to think about things like this a little bit more rational. Because, I mean, you look at it like we we went to, to high schools where like girls were getting like willingly getting trains ran on them and then like we'll turn around because they're getting slut shame turn around and say they got raped you know yeah. what i'm saying well yeah. no you didn't get raped because you know i wasn't there like i wasn't you know i didn't partake in the train but <laughs> but but, but just I, drove I, the train. I, I was there when you were down for it like when you know you know what yeah. i'm saying like i was i was there for that yeah and so now you're saying it's rape and like now i i can't buy your story because i was yeah. there when you were down to get trained yeah yeah. No, I didn't partake in the train, but I'm, I was. I was you there just drove it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I keep saying you drove the train. <laughs> like I wasn't the conductor of the train, but like I was at the train station. I, yeah, like, he, <laughs> he saw it. He was like, "Oh well, I'm not and getting I, in this and train." And I wasn't a passenger on the train. I was like selling cotton candy at yeah. the train station. Yeah, well, I so was I, there with you. I was like, "Hey, what?" I saw the people, yeah. you know, gonna get board the train and the conductor and all of that stuff with his hat and whistle and all that. <laughs> but like, I was, hey. and you know, I was just there passing was, through. And yeah. I was like, hey, Twiz, let's sit this one out. He like was like, a, yeah, I concur. Like a drift. We were drifting through, you know, like the legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, you know, so, and, and because people tend to like jump from one extreme to the other, I think that also, you know, didn't help, you know, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad that we're talking about this type of shit. And it's like, you know, all the shit that we're talking about, there's humor to it, and and it's good, and I'm happy he's back, and I can't wait because he has a third one coming this year. Yeah. So. And then, I didn't know Chris Rock signed like a forty million dollar deal with Netflix for two specials. Two specials, yeah. Louis C.K. supposedly has one coming out April fourth. And then Seinfeld, you were telling me too, yeah, right? Yeah. Man, this is a good year for comedy. Yeah, the comedy game. No, it's is not even a good. It's a great year. Is strong. I, I was talking to you about this yesterday. I think comedians now, comedians and right wing commentators are the rappers of today. Like they're, 
They're the, the counterculture. They're the counterculture. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. Fucking right wing. What? What are you talking right, about? Right wing commentators. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they used to be like the ones that was like, "Hey, bud, you don't do that." Yeah. You don't do that. <laughs> now they're the ones that are kind of like. It's it's sort of the whole free speech is all that matters thing, and and that's why I'm such a big advocate of the First Amendment because I feel like free speech is the beginning of of the remedy to fix like all the ailments of the world because you have to be able to first talk about it and express yourself about it in order to fix it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For instance, like stem cell research. There's a lot of people that that are against it because, you know, they for whatever whatever ethical reasons or whatever. And I know like we're we're running short on time, but um for whatever ethical reasons, you know, they're against it or whatever. But the fact that you're not even willing to hear certain scientists out about, you know, the benefits of it, you're halting progress. We got to be able to talk about it. Uh, understanding between like cultures and religions and, you know, you know, people, anti-gay people and gay people like we just talk, just start to talk. And like before you know it, like you'll be able to remedy a lot of the issues that that uh you have with with whatever it is that you have it. So that's why I believe firmly in like what comedians do and in, in what rappers used to do and what, you know, political commentators do. Co- uh, comedy in this climate is important for sure. Absolutely. So um it's a it's a good time for comedy. We need it. We love it. Uh, just to let you guys know, next week we won't have an episode. We're going to be handling some business, a lot of stuff going on with us. But uh, Working on music. Uh, first week of April, we'll be back with with more Hanging with Apes, so some for you to look forward to. But, I mean, we gave you guys five episodes this month, so. Stop being greedy. Right. Stop being greedy. Um, but, yeah, so remember audioapesmusic.com that's the roadmap you need for everything us our podcast our music our videos follow us at hanging with apes on twitter at audioapes on twitter and if you're listening to us and you like our show and you listen to it all the time give us a review review rate comment tell your friends about it yeah. share you know hit that if you have the apple iphone hit that share button send it to your friends hey you know what check this out these uh, guys are pretty st- Good stand-up guys. Pretty awesome. (laughs) All right. Peace. Peace.